It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. Painter Sharples of ESPN 106.7 should be joining us uh, in just a moment. But we're going to talk about Auburn in uh, a new rankings list that I thought was interesting. Heisman odds for Auburn's quarterback, Bo Nix, as well as a listener question about the offensive line. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm good, Zach. How are you today? I'm okay, man. I'm dragging a little bit, but I'm all right. I'm okay. Uh, looking at where Auburn came in in the uh, in their rankings, the uh, Auburn or no, just the two four seven national rankings. Auburn came in at number thirteen, which I think is appropriate. I think that's in the right ballpark of where Auburn needs to be. Uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts and where Auburn stacks up with some of the teams that came in around them. Michael, I'll just go through uh, some of the high points: one, Ohio State; two, Clemson; three, Alabama. Four, Georgia. We'll circle back to that in a second. Five, Penn State. Six, Florida. Seven, Oklahoma. Eight, Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. Nine, LSU. Ten, Wisconsin. Eleven, Oregon. Twelve, Texas A&M. Then 13 was Auburn. And then the other SEC team involved was Tennessee at 22. And then, just for note, North Carolina, who Auburn will play in their second game, and Atlanta came in at number 19. So that will be a top 25 matchup unless North Carolina loses to UCF in, uh, in their first game. So first, your thoughts on Auburn coming in at 13. Then we'll talk about some of the other guys or some of the other teams that I'm a little surprised are higher than Auburn. Uh, I think it's a perfect spot. Uh, yeah. With these preseason rankings, I think everywhere from, like, I don't know, 10 through 20 are, like, the same. Yeah. It's basically the this team should be pretty good, but we don't know how good. And, you know, there's obviously slip ups, possible slip ups on their schedule. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. So AM being at twelve is expected, but weird to me. I I I think I've kind of said I'll believe the Texas A and M, you know, Jimbo effect. I'll yeah. believe it when it happens. I think it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, they have so much talent on their team that you got to put them in the 10 to 20 range. I mean, we talked about it last year when they had such a hard schedule and it was like, well, theoretically they could be the 11th best team in the country and still lose four games. True. And, and so it's like, um, it's the same way for a lot of teams in the SEC. You just don't really know with how tough of the schedules that they're playing. I love Florida at six. I'm a little surprised they got that much love, but I think it's warranted. I think Florida is going to be really, really good. Penn State at five. I think Penn State's always going to be kind of in that top ten range. I don't think they're ever going to turn the corner. I don't think they're like college football playoff caliber good, but we'll see. Them at five was surprising to me. If they can, for Penn State, it's like if they can avoid that weird slip-up loss against Pitt or some other random team, they really only have to knock off. Michigan and Ohio State and even the and Ohio State is a question mark because you can make it with one loss Mm -hmm. so I get it Penn State it's another team with a ton of talent and a great coach and then Georgia at four is yeah I don't that's baffling I I have a hard time digesting that yeah I don't love Florida at four either or Georgia at four either but on the other hand it's kind of like where are you gonna put them you know eight like would we would we still be angry if they were at eight? 
because I mean I, they've I, had. I'd be better with it. I'd be better with them at eight. I, yeah, but preseason rankings are so much about recruiting rankings, you know. And is Georgia the second best team in the SEC? On behind paper, Alabama, you think they are on paper? I mean, they have had what uh, they had the number one recruiting class two years in a row. And I, then, I, I get your argument. Uh, I yeah, mean, I get your argument. When you're just looking at talent, uh, probably okay. Now they have some massive question marks, obviously going into this season, namely at the quarterback position. And I know their schedule's pretty tough. Yeah, and the SEC East is getting better. It is getting better. Um, a lot of people are circling South Carolina. I'm not seeing that, but Tennessee looked good towards the end of last year. Tennessee's ranked on this. I thought that was interesting. Um, but I mean, the the big thing is Florida to me. And so when it comes down to the SEC East, it, it really comes down. To you know what the what the Florida Gators look like, and them being at six once again, I can't stress that enough. I, I think that is, um, I think that's a huge deal. I think that's exactly where they should be right now. A big question for them is whether they're going to ride with Kyle Trask or go with uh, the guy who was his backup last year. Who, of course, his name escapes me right now. I but think they like Trask there. I think they really do. He's definitely the safe option. So with. With North Carolina coming in at 19, Painter Sharp was a VSPN 106.7 now with us. It, it looks like, and we kind of assumed this, Painter, that that Auburn-North Carolina matchup was going to end up being a, uh, a top 25 matchup in Atlanta. And I, I think that's, one, good for TV ratings. Two, I think it's good for Auburn if they were able to win, or North Carolina. Whoever wins that game is going to mean more. But uh, your, your general thoughts on that being a top 25 matchup? On the Auburn-North Carolina game? Yep. I think it makes sense. Like, you look at the strides they've made. They've surprised people both in the immediate results that Mac Brown was able to deliver and they're recruiting in a way that I would imagine most North Carolina fans have not gotten accustomed to in that sport that was sort of a widely mocked hire at the time. And right now it looks like Mac Brown has that program not only exceeding expectations but ahead of schedule Here's the thing. North Carolina just does not have the same level of talent yeah. that Auburn has. Auburn will be favored in this game. They should be favored. Auburn should win this game. And it's because of that and because Gus Malzahn has generally won the games that he is supposed to win that I think that this, while it could be close, like it should be a fun game, and I'm eager to see how their quarterback builds on an impressive freshman season, this is a game to me that by the fourth quarter, if Auburn is not winning, I'm disappointed. They're just... They're, they're a better team. They have more NFL talent. Right. They're in, what, year seven of their coach. There's so many reasons to like the direction North Carolina's headed in. But as a program, Auburn has so many advantages. So you and I, I think, see eye to eye on our evaluation preseason of Texas A&M and of Georgia. What do you like more, Georgia at four or Texas A&M at 12? I sort of am indifferent about A&M because it's like you can put them wherever. Like, they have a decent amount of talent now. They've done a good job of recruiting for a couple of cycles. Feel how you want about Kellen Mond. I'm generally pessimistic because I don't think that he's going to make that team significantly better. But uh, Jimbo Fisher's had a good track record with some quarterbacks. But, look, here's the thing. You know, when Clemson made that league more competitive – suddenly Florida State wasn't much of a factor anymore. And then he bolted for a division that's much more difficult than what he was facing in the ACC. I just sort of think you can put them at 5, you can put them at 10, you can put them at 15. You can pretty much also put them with four losses at the end of the year. And so 
it's not necessarily indicative of how good of a team they are. Like Auburn was what nine and three last year in the regular season, and LSU. A lot of players were saying that was the best team they played, but you know Auburn was ranked about tenth in the nation after they beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and it's like. They still got three losses at the end of the day. And that's the similar sentiment that I have about A&M, that their ranking can be whatever, but at the end of the year, they're going to have three or four losses. And just to circle back to the UNC conversation, I mean, really, I even think you see here with this ranking, it's all about Sam Howell, their quarterback. Uh, he's been ranked by people online, college football people, as high as the number four quarterback in the country coming back for this season. So... Um, that team is just going to go how he goes this year. Can Bo Nix win the Heisman? We'll talk about that next right here on Locked on Auburn. Want to give a nod to our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting health bar. No crazy additives. Half the calories of most men's health bars. Seven times fewer carbs and seven times less sugar. And it has more protein. It's good for you. And it tastes so good. Extremely Filling. I challenge you to go to BuiltBar.com and look around. It's cool. You can build your own box, and you can do that. And you also can add some other things uh, that they have at BuiltBar.com. Nut-free bar is made at a nut-free facility, so they're good for everyone, including new flavors, chocolate cookie dough and peach cobbler. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box. That's at BuiltBar.com. Also, I want to give a nod to our friends at FetchMe. It is Fetcher's appreciation month and fetch me wants to uh to make sure that they appreciate their fetchers because they actually work for fetch me they are able to control the full delivery process not like just the independent contractors at a lot of these national chains so they uh they work directly for fetch me and they control every step of the process to ensure that it is a pleasurable experience for you FetchMeDelivery.com or their free app. Just search FetchMe in your phone's app store. You can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free or use the promo code 25OFF, 25OFF for 25% off your order. That's at FetchMeDelivery.com or the free FetchMe app. So the the Las Vegas Superbook, uh, the Westgate, put Bo Nix Heisman odds at 30-1, to 1, which puts them in the top 15 of all college football players. For the 2020 season, of course, the big one, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, they're both at 4-1 to one odds. Naturally, I mean, just the style that Bo Nix plays, I think he is at a disadvantage to win the Heisman. I think we said similar things with Jarrett Stedham when he was coming back for his second year, just as far as, you know, what is what kind of upside can, can Auburn fans hope for in this situation? So I don't think Bo Nix can win the Heisman just because I don't think he makes plays with his feet. But then again, I say that. And Joe Burrow was able to do it just by, you know, throwing it pretty much flawlessly on every single pass of every single game. So there is there is a way there. But as far as Bo Nix putting up Heisman-like numbers, I mean, what what do you think a realistic expectation is for, for Bo Nix to kind of overachieve this season? Be the second-best quarterback in the league. Like, I, you know, I don't think you have to be the best. There's some other guys that have been playing longer than you. Uh, a lot of people have seemed to be, and I, I jumped in as you guys were talking about Kyle Trask, when you look at his numbers from last year, not a complete picture because of when he started, but I yeah. think there's a general sentiment that working with Mullen based on what we saw last year, Trask could could be the best quarterback at the end of the season. I don't think it's impossible for him to be like a top three quarterback in the league. And I feel like his numbers improve for a couple of reasons. One, freshman to sophomore year, oftentimes there's a jump. Sure. And he did just about everything well last year, except for one big category, 
and that was throwing the ball. Like he, he, that's a pretty big part of the job. Like he had the leadership part down. Yeah. He was able to run the ball effectively. I think he learned as the season went on how to, how to be a better, if you want to go with the cliche of field manager, whatever, but sometimes that has a negative connotation to it, but right. he played some of his best ball at the end of the Georgia game, minus that one throw. Mm-hmm. And then like he played well enough in the iron bowl, I think he will get better also with the addition of Chad Morris because we're going to see different passing concepts and it's probably just going to be an offense that's more geared towards, you know, the passing game in general, which is something that college football is moving in a direction toward. But generally this award's going to the quarterback on the best team anymore. Not always. That's definitely not always the case, but he's not going to be on the best team next year. So like, I think all, all that to say he will drastically improve this season and could be the second best quarterback in the league, but that still doesn't put him in the Heisman conversation. Pappas, what's the number as far as passing yardage and touchdowns in your mind that he should try to get to? I know you're a big numbers guy. I mean, three thousand is that enough? Thirty-two, thirty-four. I mean, what do you think? What do you what do you think he needs just to be in the conversation? Oh, to be in the conversation, probably up at like thirty-five. Yeah, uh, 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 an efficient thirty-five. I just like with the way that it's gone lately. I feel like it should be Justin Fields has the best odds. Second best odds is whoever gets named the starter at OU because they're going to put up 3,500 yards passing and probably 800 rushing. Yeah, that it, bucks it's it's a probably going to be Rattler, right? Yeah, that bucks a little bit of my More trend because Oklahoma has been a top team, but they've not been the best team, but they still had these ridiculously uh, productive quarterbacks. So that's a good point. Like at mm. this point, you just have to assume Oklahoma is going to have such a productive quarterback that he's probably mm-hmm. quotes in the conversation. Yeah. As I so cliched, uh, cliched. Um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence has a great shot because I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of Clemson on national television. Like the, uh, the he's marquee al- he, game. He's also kind of boring at this point, right? I mean, he's been good for so long. You saw it with Andrew Luck, like Andrew Luck was never yeah. going to win the Heisman. I find it hard to believe that he won't be in New York. Yeah, but he's not winning uh, it, right? I mean, it's going to be it's Andrew Luck 2.0. I think there's a chance that he could win it, but I would okay. tend to agree with you on a couple of levels. Like, one, people are going to look at the competition he's doing it against, and they'll hold that against him. Yeah. Um, and then, two, like, Fields, to some degree, I think just having played for one year less, even though they're the same age, there is a bit more newness to Fields that might be exciting to some people. Well, I mean, part of it is, like, Trevor Lawrence, his numbers got better freshman year to sophomore year, and he's still... Like everyone latched not, on like his first three weeks yeah. of the season and just forgot that like the rest of the year he was fantastic, yeah. flawless. Oh, not flawless, but I- incredible. He's and pretty good. So I don't know. I don't think Bo Nix has a realistic shot to win the Heisman. I realize that might not be a a popular sentiment, but I don't. How could it be unpopular? Like you're saying, a guy. Look at those numbers from last year. He just he did a lot of things well, and we should yeah. not disregard Nick's doing but like the thing that we're all paying attention to right now after the season Joe Burrow had were those passing numbers Mm -hmm. and that was the thing he struggled most with and I think it means just a lot that Vegas is putting him at 30 to 1 odds putting him at top 15 in the country to win the Heisman I I think that's I think that's a a compliment to what Bo Nix did as a freshman and what he's going to do as a sophomore does it say who else is at 30 to 1 yes Brennan, Howell, Martinez, and Knicks. Brennan is LSU, maybe. Um, Yeah, Miles Brennan, you're right. Howell is, yeah, but we don't even know. I mean, we're not positive he's the starter. He probably is. 
Yeah, he was also probably the starter two years ago before Joe Burrow came to campus. That's fair. So, and then, yeah, Howell at UNC. I mean, that's another guy who's coming off a, a very good true freshman season. Similar so. situation to the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe if, you, if you're into it, you have the money, put a flyer down. He Knicks could have an absolutely incredible season. There's no one saying he can't, and, and I really hope he does. Who's going to be blocking for Knicks? We'll talk about that next right here on Locked On Auburn. RockAuto.com is a proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are consistently and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, guys, we had a listener question for um, or from uh, from somebody. I don't think they said their name. It was a text. 205-502-4285. Asking for our thoughts, possibly even a two-deep at the offensive line. And uh, I think uh, I'll just go through mine, and I'll let you guys either critique it or give your own. Um, we can kind of let the conversation go however we want here. But at left tackle, I have Troxel down. At left guard, I have uh, Brandon Council. And then I have uh, Keandre Jones is a guy that could possibly push him there, depending on if they want to go with experience or, or upside. Center is Brahms. I think that one's uh, that one's clear. Something crazy would have to happen, or you know, unfor- uh, an unfortunate thing happened to uh, Dick Brahms for that to change. At right guard, I'm very high on Bradarius Ham. I'm also keeping my eyes on Cam Stutz. And then at right tackle, Killian Zaire, uh, one of the JUCO players that I'm excited about. Then the other JUCO guy, I think, to watch, uh, Brandon Coffey. In the front page of the OA News um, yesterday, it showed pictures of Malzahn. Walking, um, walking down, and kind of leading the team to the protest, the the peaceful protests that were happening on Sunday in downtown Auburn, and Coffee was next to him, and that was a, uh, I mean, he is a beast of a man. So I think they're going to find a way to give him an opportunity to fight for his position, uh, for a chance to be on the field. But that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, guys. W- where am I off the most? You think? What do you uh, What do you like that I did there? Uh, just general thoughts, one of you. I mean, I- my my initial thought, just right off the bat, I, I think both JUCO guys are going to start. Okay. Uh, um. So no Troxel, or do you think they start possibly at guard? One of the tackles uh, move inside? No, I think both of these guys are like 6'7". I'm not sure you could move them inside. Sure. But, uh, I, I, I struggle with them bringing in JUCO guys and, and these two like highly touted JUCO recruits coming to Auburn not thinking that they are <coughs> excuse me, going to play. Okay. Um, a, right away, but B, it's like if they don't start this year, they're kind of not playing at all unless someone gets hurt. And... Um, and then Brahms, obviously, um, he's the one that you've got kind of written in in pen. And I think Bradarius Ham can be written in pen. I just have no idea where. 
and, and I think that's a good problem to have if you're Auburn, that you've got a guy that you like at both guard and tackle. Um, it, I guess it's kind of tough for him because it's kind of like and you you know he wants to get a, a position locked down and get reps at that position, but it's kind of like, okay, who's the the kind of the fourth starter of, of the two guards and two tackles? Yeah, and, well, I mean, well, based on your logic with the tack, the JUCO guys being tackles, it sounds like Ham. You think Ham's gonna be one of the guards? Mm-hmm. Who, so who's your other guard? I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know the two names you said for left guard. Well, Council is the grad transfer player that they added a few yes. weeks ago. Okay. Um, so a lot of experience there. Played all over the field. Played a lot of snaps at four out of the five positions. Spent most of his time, I believe, at left guard. So that's kind of why I have him there. Painter, what are your thoughts? All right. So I think you're safe to assume what you did at center. All right. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go with Ham at right tackle. I think that wow, makes okay. the most sense based on where he was lining up last year. Even though he has played some guard, also. Uh, and then it gets interesting, and I think it's real fluid outside of those three names because Auburn's got some guys with different skill sets. You were just mentioning that. Uh, Zaire and Coffee definitely have the size you would think to be a tackle. Um, same thing with Troxel. I don't think it's impossible, though, that you'll see them mix and match. Like someone's probably going to get pushed inside, and I don't know who that is. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm – don't have an answer for you, except that I think that it's likely that someone at some point who planned to play tackle gets moved in to play guard. Yeah. Like, and outside of that, I don't think we really know. I don't hate Cam Stutz either. I could see it being Hammond Stutz if the the grad transfer doesn't get the start. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm, I'm not. I'm seeing the least about Stutz of all the names I said. Stutz is the name I'm seeing the least and hearing the least about. So I, I don't know how relevant he possibly could be this year, but. I liked him a lot when he was a recruit. Um, he's kind of disappeared a little bit. You, you hear his name every now and then, but the least I think of all the guys that I named. I think you're pretty safe to assume Council will be a guard, and then I think it's pretty safe to assume Ham will be at right tackle because of the way he played last year. Uh, and same thing at center with Brahms. And yeah. then it's sort of fluid with some of those other guys like Coffee, like uh, Zaire, who has the wingspan of the body certainly to play a, a prototypical tackle spot. And don't forget about Alec Jackson. Like, that to me is a name that's easy to forget about. Coaches have had high praise for him. We'll see what that amounts to when and we get back into practice. Zach said Austin Troxel. I mean, that's another name not to forget about. I just, uh, the yeah, fact they, they that all three. Him a de facto starter, and then he got hurt, you know, even though so, he wasn't a quote starter. Yeah. All, I, I think it speaks volumes that all three of us are we're just throwing names out. I mean, this is truly a, a huge, huge unknown. Yeah, I think Troxel and Brahms are are locks. Um, let me ask you guys this: so between the three newcomers that have experience, so Brandon Council, the grad transfer from Akron, the two JUCO guys, Killian Zaire and Brandon Coffey, if you had to predict of those three newcomers, who will have the most snaps from scrimmage this season? If you had to pick between those three. Jeez, um, I guess I would pick Council because I feel like there's less competition at guard. Okay, which is something we haven't heard in a long time at Auburn. It's like who who can play tackle is, is kind of been the question that we've been asking over the last few years. I would yeah. I would factor that in, and then also that that uh, Zurier Zaire. I always forget how to pronounce his name, but uh, either way, he's coming off a pretty serious injury. That's true. They're really excited like, about he, he and Troxel both are kind of like okay if they're healthy it's probably yeah them. I think it has less to do with what people it's just like hey you know are you going to be healthy and then also there's not there, you can probably make a comparison to Tega and Zaire in that it's like 
they're these raw players that haven't been playing the game long. But, yeah. but like when you look at their bodies with the right coaching, it's it's easy to envision them eventually being NFL players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Uh, I'm not sure the specifics about when the ACL tear occurred for Zaire. I've, I've been saying Zaire. I don't know if that is correct or not. I'll I'll, I'll look He's into that. Also German or whatever. So that just makes it more complicated. Yeah, so um, it, it could be anything. The pronunciation of that first R is in there, and a lot of times I leave it out. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, so if it happened during last football season, he should be ready to go now. Um, I know he was the guy that we were all excited that he was going to be here for spring, at least like be on campus for spring and be in the playbook and, and in the meetings and everything. Obviously we didn't have spring. So now uh, I think that he should be healthy depending on when the ACL tower occurred. If it occurred in the spring, he's not. If it occurred in the fall, he should be. I mean, and, and he's got a couple, I don't remember what we said the schedule was, but about a month, I think, before they can start doing drills with the football or, or actual in-person like football drills. Yeah, it's like 20-something days before the so, first game. I don't 29 know. I mean, game, days before the first game, I think. The offensive line is just a massive unknown outside of the center. Uh, I, I, I think it's almost a good thing that Jack Bicknell Jr. is kind of we're putting mm-hmm. a, a pushing the reset button on the offensive line because – he he doesn't he's not really coming in with you know a whole lot of info about these guys. It can be all raw. It can all be like, what are you doing right now? Not what are you doing last year, or the year before. And I think that's going to pay off. So we yeah. will uh, we'll we'll see. Painter, where can people find you and hear you, brother? If you like what it is you've got here, listen to the lunch break eleven to one every day on ESPN one zero six seven. Also the ESPN one zero six seven app. You can follow me at Paint Sharpless. Did you have a quick thought? Yeah, I was just going to say there's one guy on the offensive line that when Bicknell showed up he was told, like, this guy is a starter. And I, like, just to go with what you were saying, like, that's huge, yeah, you know? Right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Follow on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.